about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, they on the back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 112 of the Battle Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? A lot of a lot of nice things typically come from the number 112, but today is not one of those days. What comes from the number 112? Eh, 112, the music band, the, the, the music group? Come on, group? man. Okay. Yes, All of right. course. I mean, we're throwing it back to the late 90s, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, yeah. last game of the season. The roller coaster is finally over. Um, and it, it, I mean, again, it as, as appropriately as it should have, right? With the loss. And uh, Messi played, which surprised the hell out of me that he ran out there 90. Well, I guess ran is a bit hyperbole. Uh, he was out there for 90 minutes. And um, I mean, I guess we're going to get into it because it's just, uh, I don't even know what to say about this game. Meaningless. I just, and, and they played like it for a lot of the game. I just want to preface something here. I The first thing I did immediately after the game is run and check until when we have Diego Gomez. And <laughs> guys, we're strapped in until 2026 with this guy with a club option one year. So, Well, it's funny you say that because usually, yeah, well, usually when you have these meaningless games, you say play the oh. kids, right? Yeah, I know. I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, yeah. You say... <laughs> You, you play the kids, right? Because in some of these situations, somebody can like play themselves into an opportunity next year. I almost feel like Diego Gomez took this last game and played himself off the team with this performance because this is by far the worst I've ever seen him. Today was error after error. Like He had a really, really bad game today, and I think he might have played himself off the team. Like I know technically he's with us for the next couple of years, but after today's performance, they might figure out a way to move him. I think so, man. <laughs> it was just—it was awful. It was. Did you upload the 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 starting lineup? By the way, uh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it for you right now. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I guess while you work on that, because I was gonna do that, but while you work on that, I I thought that this was absolutely awful. It was an awful, awful game. Uh, I mean, Diego Gomez. What are we doing with him as a left wing? Uh, other other than that, I mean, Dos Santos. Let me tell you, I actually have a lot of praise for Dos Santos in terms of his footwork. Like, if we can combine Dos Santos's footwork with everything else, Drake Calendar, I think we'd have the best goalie in the world. I mean, maybe I'm. I'm I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I didn't think I didn't think he was he was that great. I didn't think he was bad. I will tell you that I think Drake stops that shot that he let in. Oh yes, yeah, for sure. And a lot of people said the same thing, and I believe the same thing that's absolutely true and well, like i was mentioning earlier with the with the with the comment that you wanted to go over later kevo dan just chimes in alba is now not unbeaten now so we'll probably go over well, that in a little bit well I, yeah i mean Look at this. I, we're ready to fire our go our backup goalkeeper <laughs> i thought the same exact thing once once we we lost i was like god damn it they let jordy alba in the game late in the second half because I, I kind of enjoyed the whole, you know, 
We haven't lost with Jordi Alba on the on the on the pitch. I mean, we still haven't lost with him starting, so I still got that. But yeah. um, you know, it, it was it was all in good fun while it lasted. And I mean, in all actuality, before we get into the details of the game, can we just celebrate if, the fact that nobody tore an ACL or an MCL yes. or a CDL? Yes. Well, we all said that that was the goal, right? Let's make sure yes. that we get out of here healthy, and we did. But I'm assuming for you and most people watching, it felt like Inter-Miami was kind of just going through the motions in the first half. Like, it was really, really bad. Like, it didn't seem like anybody really cared. Well, you want to walk through the the from beginning to end here? You want to go ahead and go through that? Let's go. Start well, here we lineup. go. Danny, Danny starts off with the starting lineup, which, I mean, Dos Santos starting, I kind of get it. Uh, starting at goalkeeper, but yeah, go ahead, Danny. We finally saw La Noche jerseys. Yes, absolutely. How nice that do they look? Like, I understand we play like dog shit, but like, how nice did we look out there? Like, I love yeah. the pink jersey, but man, this is a nice jersey. I'm really glad that they finally got this out on the pitch. Right, I'm sorry. At least we go. now, I, I just, least we now, I noticed with the, with the black starting with the 11. Black. And that's dope. And, and I think that we, now we finally have a real picture with Messi in a black jersey. So, that's good. Uh, Gomez playing left wing, I thought, was automatically awful. I don't care if Joseph's not here, if Robert Taylor's not here. What are we doing with Gomez? There's other options. Farias didn't even see the freaking field, man. Stefanelli didn't even see the freaking field. Mm -hmm. I mean, what in the world were we doing with that? So, that just blew my mind. Uh, Kremaki, Gregory, and Busquets, I mean, I guess that's pretty typical. Back four, same thing, pretty typical. Just the whole Gomez deal. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing with that? I just don't get it. I think I mean, he was given an thing. I think he was giving Gomez and Kremaki an opportunity to kind of switch during the the the, the, the game of play, the play of game. Well, well yeah. I don't, I don't know play, what I just said. The, the, but, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. So yes. they were giving them the opportunity to switch back and forth and kind of hold down that left side, but they both played horribly. They both had a yes. bad game. And then Noah Allen, unfortunately, couldn't pick up the slack back there when he has Kramatsky and Gomez in front of him. The left side was just dead. Um, yeah. Messi, I didn't want Messi to play today, right? I made that very no clear. Way. But when I saw Messi and the way he was walking around the first half and how – I didn't know if he wasn't trying to put himself in positions to get the ball or if they just couldn't find him. But I thought to myself, he might have just done this because he was like contractually obligated to. Because the way he was playing in the first half, it looked like he didn't feel like being there. Like that wasn't yeah. regular. Now in the second half, it changed. But in the first half, I was like, he, he, he might have just literally gone out there and said, I'll walk around for 90 minutes if that's what you want me to do. Because that's what it looked like. The first half was just brutal from everyone. Well, let's just hypothetically say that that happened, right? I mean, how awful would that be? Is there any reporter out there that's going to crack the code and break the news? Because that would be god-awful if he was to have been paid to be able to, you know. And, and yeah, somebody mentioned also that he's probably scared of getting injuries. Well, I, I don't blame him. That I mean, like I told you, whenever it was that we recorded last, and we showed that highlight of that play that he had against Peru, where he kind of like yeah. broke the guy's ankles twice. I was like, he's not doing that on turf. 
because your no. knee or your Achilles, something can blow out Oof. if your cleat gets stuck in that turf. Forget about it. And it looked like he was very timid and, and kind of uh, he's playing very cautious, right? He was he's like, I'm not going to get injured. Uh, and then here Tank wrote, uh, he didn't see them keep that information that they, they never keep that formation. It was more like a 4-4-2, right? I think that it was a 4-4-2 with um, Campana and Messi up top. That's what I think it was more or less yeah. than, uh, during the game. I mean, but you did see that Kremaski and Gomez had the option to kind of flip back and forth. One would move out to the outside. The other one moved to the middle. And But they were both garbage. So it didn't matter who was playing where because nothing was happening. But I will tell you, Gomez looked so much worse because I felt like yes, Gomez, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that he would find himself in positions to make plays, right? Because that in people don't realize that in football, soccer, that's part of the game, right? Men- mentally, yeah. you need to be able to position yourself well. So he was obviously getting in the positions to create a play, but he always messed it up. So do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Can he improve on this? Because obviously he's finding himself in positions to do something. He just doesn't do anything. Look, I think he's awful in passing. He's awful in scoring attempts. Offensively, he just doesn't look great. Defensively, he's a dog, and I get that. I think he's also a maniac when he's on defense. He is a maniac. He's a dog, but he's a maniac. I see him as more of an equivalent of Gregory than I see Dixon Arroyo, which is funny because in reality, he's not like a CDM, but... That's what I see in terms of like comparison between Arroyo and uh, geez, just, his name just escaped uh, Diego. So other than that, offensively, he's a disaster. Ben Krem is better offensively. Oh, yes. I mean, Diego was falling back on defense, almost playing with the back four sometimes. I thought to myself, what the hell are you doing back here, buddy? You need but, to be over there box, trying to make something happen. But he's a box-to-box midfield. That's what he, they sold him as, right? And he obviously has the motor to do that. He just yeah. doesn't do it well when he gets the opportunity to create a play. And Sean Callahan just said that Franco Panizo reported that Joseph isn't coming back next year. We all kind of figured that, but I guess maybe it's yeah. official now. I haven't seen the report myself. So we're just going off of the, the comment from Sean uh, Sean Callahan, apparently Joseph isn't coming back. But like I said, we all figured that. And we all figured that Luis Suarez is coming in to replace him. This can't be true, right? Correcti Cohen is mentioning that Gomez got a 7.1 in SOFA score. That, that can't um, be. I mean, it, it, could, it could be true. But, like, if it is true, that's awful. That's awful. Well, that's why, that, that's why I, so, I, I am, I think that's I am awful. an amateur fan talking on a podcast because obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I just got on um, who scored, and they also rate the players, and he got a 6.8 here. I mean, his work rate is obviously great because he's all over the place. I don't know if that's what they go by because if they go by the eye test, definitely not a 6.8. He whiffed on a bunch I mean, of opportunities. He was constantly giving the ball away, <laughs> bad fouls. I, I, I don't see it. I, I really don't. Yeah. No, I don't see it. I don't see that either, and he was awful. I mean, talking a little bit about the game, right? They scored on us on the 14th minute. It seemed like Kamal Miller moved a little bit up uh, high on, and, and then once once they attacked us, the D wasn't able to push back up to be able to force them into an uncomfortable position, and they scored on us. So that's the only goal that we had all game. And then, of course, Gregory being Gregory gets a yellow card four minutes later. Like you can't yeah, you can't time that anymore. It's good to see Gregory better. out there. It's good to see. Gregory it's amazing. 
it's amazing to see Gregory because you can finally see how Gregory and Busquets are going to be playing together, which is kind of what the image was in the beginning when we had Gregory and we're thinking, where can we get more of a creative midfielder, a creative CDM, if you will, to be able to help Gregory just be Gregory in life, right? So that's the idea, I guess. And then also we're talking about the fact that I don't think guys like Diego Gomez are going to cut it, bro. I don't think guys like Diego Gomez are going to cut it. And Arroyo, uh, and, I think he's got a mm-hmm. long contract too. And uh, I just wanted to correct myself. I, I went on, on whoscored.com, and I accidentally clicked on Wednesday's game. I just realized that. Okay. So I went to today's game. He scored a 6.7. I had said 6.8, so just about the same. Uh, Kremaki was a lot lower. It was a 5.9. But like I told you, Kremaki was almost invisible out there. Gomez was finding himself in positions to, to make a play. And again, that, that's a big deal. When, when I know he's not a nine, but when you're talking about like a striker, for example, they have to find themselves in an open space to create chances. He was finding himself in positions to make a play. He just couldn't convert. And he was also getting the ball away a whole yeah. lot. He was. And look at Tank. He's saying he wants to see Alba at left back and Negri as a left wing. You sure you want to see that, Tank? I don't know if I want to see that. No. And, and if I was going to take that route, I would go Alba as left wing. Oh, wait, wait. He said left wing, not left wing back. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe that's the Yeah. Alba, Alba is left back. And then... We're going to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Negria is left wing. We're going to get into this next episode. Next episode, we're going to have like a season recap where we talk about the whole season and all that other good stuff. But what did I you... will tell you, just look... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, looking into the future, I see in the top three, I see Messi on the right wing, even though he's really positionless. I had see Farias on the left wing, and I see Luis Suarez, a striker. Like I think those are going to be the top three. And in the back four, it's going to be um, Toto, Miller, left back, Alba, and I think we're going to have a brand new right back. I don't know who it's going to be, but I have a feeling that it might not be Yedlin. And then the midfield, Busquets. Gregory and who else? I don't know. Maybe a new signing. Kremaki, I think, is better off the bench. But again, we're going to get into this in more detail next episode. But that's just something that was going through my mind a second. All right, go ahead. Well, somebody mentioned in the chat that we should just throw away the entire defense except Alba. So uh, for that person, welcome to the Inner Miami podcast here. Much appreciated. (laughs) Thank you for your arrival. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I like Aviles, and I like Miller. I do. I'm growing to like Aviles. And Aviles has Miller a lot a of great forward passes, a lot of through passes. He yes. His timing on those passes is really nice. He, he plays the ball out of the back very well, and I think that's something that people aren't giving him enough credit for just quite yet. Yeah, I've been seeing the Sergio Roberto thing quite a bit also, but I don't know how that's going to work. Um, what did you, I was going to ask you, what was your thoughts on Dos Santos? Because everybody okay. hates the fact that he was killing a ton of time on the ball. Yes. Do you want to get into that? Because I was in, late in the second half. And, and we could oh. jump into that right now. Sure, sure. Okay. So I was, first of all, surprised that Charlotte, for the most part, didn't press a lot during the game. But then once he got to like the 70th, 
75th minute, all of a sudden they're pressing like they need to score a goal, which is completely different from what we saw on Wednesday, right? Because on Wednesday we were like, why are they playing for the tie? Yeah. Here they have the lead and they're pressing. And the only thing I was thinking is like, oh, we're going to get a counter. We're going to tie this game because they were pressing heavy. But to that Mm -hmm. point, they were pressing so heavy that our team couldn't get out of that press and they kept passing it back to Dos Santos. And Dos Santos didn't know what to do with it because there was nowhere to go with the ball because of that press. So I get it. And I was watching the game with my brother and my father, and they're both yelling at the TV, like, just kick it, you know, like just this long pass and just see it. I hope something happens. But, you know, he wasn't comfortable there. This is his first time he starts. Uh, So he's trying to play it safe. He wasn't sure what to do with it, but he had to play the long ball constantly because they were pressing. And I was surprised. And I don't know what what you thought about it. I was surprised at how high they were pressing. The fact that they were up 1-0 and they might have been leaving themselves vulnerable in the back when they were pressing that high. Because I was like, on Wednesday, you were playing for the tie. Now today, it's almost like you're playing to get beaten. So I, I was really confused. Well, while you dissect the comment that's up here, just for the people that are listening, Tank is mentioning, imagine a healthy, informed Ivy lesson for a duet center back turn oh. Ian into the million-dollar oh. bionic man. We'll, we'll get into that after I give my thoughts on the Dos Santos deal. Um, as far as the Dos Santos, I thought that he was great with his feet. I thought that his passes were fairly accurate and actually more accurate than typically uh, calendar has. Uh, as far as, like... You know, the goal, you know, the goal was the goal. And maybe Calendar could have blocked it. Maybe he couldn't have. I think that he did kind of sit on the ball a little too much. But as far as like his passing is concerned, I thought that he he kind of impressed me with his passing, especially for what? This is like the first or second time that he's played this year. I think so. I'm not sure. I I don't know if you. Yeah, I'm not sure if you had any appearances, but this is the first one that he starts. Um, and you know what? Somebody just said that the game was rigged. And you know what's funny? I, I had a that, thought go yeah. through my mind when when the players were taking the pitch before the game started. You know how the referees kind of leave them out? The referees, all three of them were wearing bright pink jerseys. Yes. And in my mind, all I can think is the fix is in. Everybody's going to yeah. say that the pink shirts won the game. And that's all I was thinking. I was like, if we win this game, everybody's going to say those pink shirts, shirts uh won the game and the fix was in and whatnot. Just random thought that just came to my head. Um, I, I, I don't see I don't see Modric joining, man. And again, we're gonna get into all this next episode in, in a lot more detail. But I just don't I don't see Modric joining. That would be pretty cool, yeah. though. So, so still going through the game, right? Uh, I, I mentioned in my comments here, Gomez keeps coming back towards midfield. The guy's terrible. Then I put Gomez's shit up front, messes up pass from Yedlin, 40th minute. Yedlin had like a low cross or something to Gomez, and Gomez just completely crapped the bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then immediately in the same minute, there was a great look from Campana to Messi where they almost had it. Uh, I I don't remember the play exactly. I had a picture, but then the, the quality wasn't great. Um. I, and then on top of that, a minute later, there was an offsides call on Noah Allen, which was complete bullshit, by the way, at the 42nd minute where they ended up zooming out to see if Noah Allen was offsides or not. And he was completely onside. And they pulled that Well, back, I will tell you, we were being very aggressive with those. We were being very aggressive with those through balls. 
We got called for yeah. seven offsides this today. Seven. Yeah. Like we were being very aggressive, and and I like it. I like it. And then the ball just like for those of you that are are watching that aren't used to watching teams play on turf all that often. I know the Spurs, uh, time haven't played on on turf or whatnot, but the ball just rolls differently. It's like yeah. playing on rug instead of grass, and. Those through balls, like when you put a little pace on that ball, like it gets rolling. And it's it felt fun. like we in the in the second half, we had a lot of opportunities with those through balls, and we unfortunately didn't convert. But look, I liked how aggressive we were being in the second half. I felt like we, I, I really thought we were going to tie and maybe even win that game. Yeah, I I did think we were going to tie, especially towards the last fifteen minutes, which we'll get into the second half in a little bit. But my last comment before the first half finished is. Gomez es una pinga. Sácalo. That's it. <laughs> Get him out. Right? Oh, well, I, I made another comment. Uh, Charlotte, they were mentioning in the broadcast that the center back in Charlotte, for Charlotte was marking Gregory, moving up so high, like playing man-to-man with Gregory, and how our team didn't notice that to be able to take advantage and just have somebody kind of skate right under to be able to get a through ball or somebody to lob it over is just – I I don't understand how that happened or how that I, didn't I, happen. I mean, I w- we weren't listening to the game with the volume too high up, so I didn't hear that. Um, but I didn't notice that either, honestly, if that was really taking place. I did notice I that. I will tell you, I'm surprised at how high Gregory's pushing up. Yeah. I, I, I've yeah. always been a fan of Gregory because I feel like he's your prototypical six – He's okay staying back, being that bulldog, that third center back when needed. But he's been pushing up a lot in these last two games that he's played. And that, that's kind of caught me by surprise also. Um, but it's, it's refreshing to see him out there. And I'm excited to see what he can do with Busquets next year. Well, that's what happens when you have guys like Diego Gomez playing left wing who have no idea how to perform a pass. And guys like Ben Krem who have good days and bad days and – Listen, Ben Krem, I think he's going to be phenomenal for this team. But just the last couple of games, he hasn't been doing it. And yes, Tank, we're going to talk about how their keeper was playing ball, played balls out. So that's going to be towards the end. Yes, for sure. Now, that's the first half, right? And before we jump into the second half, guys. Oh, the first take- half? I thought, I thought it was the second half. Okay. No, that was the first half. But before we jump into the second half, take – Thanks advice here in the comments. Only four likes. Come on, guys. Put that thumb to work. Scroll it up. Hit the thumb. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. And tell all your friends about the party, okay? Come on. Don't be whack. So starting the second half, Danny, Ben Krem uh, was a bad pass to Dos Santos. That was the one thing that stood out to me where Dos Santos played great because he made this fantastic block after Kamaski ended up making a terrible pass in the midfield or in the backfield. I don't know if you remember that play. Mm-mm. Yeah, there was no, a I play where ben, where, yeah, where ben Krem made a terrible pass uh, in the backfield and left it completely exposed where all of a sudden someone passed it in towards the center of the goal in, in the box. And all of a sudden, Dos Santos had to rush out and jump on the ball. This was when uh, when their striker got injured, where the striker Whoa, fell that, right well, on I, I top remember of that play. I, I didn't realize it was Ben Krem. I just assumed it was Diego Gomez because he did that so many times today. Okay, so it was oh, Ben yeah. on that play. I yeah. felt like we were giving the ball away on our own final third quite a bit, especially when we were playing the ball back for some reason. 
look, it was it was it wasn't a clean game. It was it was a pretty bad game overall. It's just that our offense came a little more alive when we were pushing the pace and, and trying to beat them with that high line that they were playing with those through balls. We were playing. We were, that's why we got caught off on seven offside pass, uh, seven offsides. Yeah. Um, and and honestly, I, I really thought that we were gonna end up at least drawing. I was, if you would have told me to bet money on if we're gonna get um shut out or not, I would have bet the house that we weren't gonna get shut out. Like I'm yeah. really surprised that we weren't able to put one in the back of the net. Well, especially considering that in the last 15 minutes we had Charlotte on their heels. Like when the announcer started saying, this is the time where Charlotte drops everything and gets destroyed. Like you literally saw them change from a very confident, pushy team to, oh shit, we're going to get annihilated right now. The mm -hmm. fact that we didn't have enough opportunities, not just opportunities in terms of opportunities, I'm talking about actual execution. Like I think Gomez was a part of three times where we had opportunities and there was no execution and natalia is mentioning here gomez out everybody here wants gomez out everybody but you know what everybody was saying that early on when he first started and i kept saying give the kid more time it's not fair but i'm on i'm with you guys i'm with you guys i'm there i you still love that I, guy I you still love him well because i'm into giving players an opportunity ah, get out of here like he just got here from awesome. South America. It, it's crazy the attention that he's getting right now because of his teammates, obviously. So I, I, I like to give these guys uh, the benefit of the doubt. But, man, he's looked really bad. He has. Maybe he'll surprise us next year, but he's, so far he's looked really bad. Well, I, well, the one thing I do want to look into in terms of, like, Diego Gomez, I'd like to look into his past stats to be able to see if, like, if he had any sort of like outstanding offensive statistics where he made like an uh, like a like a difference offensively for his teams because if he had if he didn't then I don't know what we're signing up for with this guy because we have Arroyo, we have Gregory, we have Mota right? I mean Mota. we have we have David Ruiz. Mhm. Mm okay, and like where does Diego Gomez fit with that? Where does he fit? Because I know where Farias fits, right? And it's and right, it's really forward. Farias versus yeah, and it's really Farias versus Robert Taylor if you really think about it. But mm -hmm. when it comes to Diego Gomez, like he's got like five or six other people that are like legitimately competing with him, if not better than him in his realm. Well, you know it's Busquets, right? He's gonna be there every game. Yeah, and and well, yes, and that's another thing they had him playing out wide. And like I said, he was he was playing, he was moving into the middle, and then Kramaki would move out wide. So they were interchanging throughout the game, which I kind of like yeah. that idea that they have the, the the flexibility to do that. But like I said, he just didn't look good. Um, I forgot what, what what question you asked me, honestly. Or you you asked yeah, where like, Gomez fits. Gomez, it, it we always thought that it was either him or Kramaki getting minutes, right? But now that Gregory's healthy. That kind of kills both of them. And I was like, who's going to get mi yes. minutes coming off the bench? I think that's what it's going to boil down to. I think it's going to be you who think gets that's... minutes off the bench. You think that's maybe why Tata started both Kremaki and Gomez? Yeah, that, that's why I, I said it earlier. I think that 
he was given an opportunity to see, and he also put them in a position where it's like, look, you guys can interchange as necessary. You have the freedom to lock down this left side, and yep. let's see who shines. And neither of them, neither one of them did. And like I told you, Kremaki didn't look as bad as Diego Gomez, but I also think it's because Diego Gomez found himself in more positions to succeed, in which he yes. didn't succeed. But he put himself in those positions. So if you look at it that way, did Diego Gomez play better because he put himself in those positions, or did Kremaki play better because he didn't look as awful? Like I'm not. What? what like how do you judge? Or that? like, or did Gomez really put himself in those positions, or were other passing, were other players passing to him put him in those positions? But he because I think spot. if you like, would, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I I just that, think that, that yelling cross that you was, were talking about a couple minutes ago. A, a couple minutes ago, yes. you talked about that yelling cross. Who was there yes. to receive it? He was. It was. It was Diego Gomez. He put himself there. Yes. Like, I understand what you're saying, right? Like, I understand that they have to feed him the ball. But he puts them to the – sometimes people make those crosses and there's nobody there to receive the ball. Certain players know how to put themselves in those positions. So, again, I think he played like crap. If it was up to me, I would be like – I would be okay with sending him off and bringing somebody else in. But I ask you again, is it Gomez putting himself in those positions that made him look so bad? Or, like, who played worse, Grimaki or Gomez? I think most people well, would th say Gomez, but it's because Gomez, look, we saw him on TV a lot more famous. Yes. Yeah, he was a lot closer to the other goal than Grimaki was. So, yes, you would uh, knee-jerkingly say that it was Gomez that was more awful. but And going just I solely based on the whoscored.com rating, Diego Gomez, 6.7, Grimaki, 5.9. That's tough. Mm -hmm. But do you think that maybe Kremaki with those offensive opportunities would have done better? Because I think so. Yes. So do I. I think but he, so. But he, I don't know. And, and Joey is mentioning here that Noah Allen looked freaking bad, awful player. Listen, I don't get it. We're not protecting him, by the way, because his dad watches the show. He watches every single podcast in Inner Miami. Uh, yeah, he watches oh, okay. every, so so every one of our podcasts. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know if he does. He doesn't really chime in uh, to the chat, but we're not we're not giving props to Noah Allen because his and, pops is watching. Who was okay. it? Was it Joey? Joey, uh, if you want, feel free. Go back because it's in the archives. Go back to like episode number three or four, which was mm -hmm. beginning of 2022 when we would have like four or five viewers, and I promise you, yes. we were rocking free Noah Allen shirts. Yes. Like, we've been on this Noah Allen train very, uh, very rip. So, so this isn't something just, new. Just, put, just, just putting that out there. Listen, his dad is his dad watches the show, and we're if we think that Noah Allen didn't do great, we're going to say Noah Allen didn't do great. But if we well, think Noah we Allen didn't, didn't do great, great last game? Yeah. So, I mean, look. You, a lot of people love Messi, and we're gonna tell you guys sometimes things that we like or don't like about Messi. Like it is what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as as far as Noah Allen, listen. The one thing that I do have to ask you guys to sort of analyze with this all Noah Allen comparison. Okay, you guys got to understand that you're comparing him to Jordi Alba, like. You guys get that, right? We're comparing him to like one of the best left backs of our time right now. And and I, so I like, also want to put this out there because I, I don't 
I hate when we do this whole thing where we're like we're defending players, right? Because I mean, yeah, you know, I I don't want to do that, but you have to take into account David Ruiz and Noah Allen might not see the pitch if it's not for these injuries. Because left back, he is yeah. technically our third string left back because it's yes. Jordi Alba, Negri, and then Noah Allen. Now I love that he's getting the experience. I love that he's getting to learn from Alba, and he got to learn from uh, Negri a bit. But let's be real. He's the third string. He's like 18, 19 years old. Like, he's got a long way to go. And I hope that he yeah. stays here so we can watch him grow and he can become that player that I think he can be while we're in this crest. Because once he's, you know, big enough for bigger and, and better things, he might leave us. So. <laughs> and Augustine saying, I'm just saying that because Jordi Alba's dad watches this show too. Yes, Jordi Alba. <laughs> Su padre me llamó, and he told me that he watches the show. Yes. And I just want to go back to this comment here. Lucas, don't do this to my heart, okay? If I can make this comment take up the whole screen, I would. And for those no, of gosh. you that are new to the show and new to the, to the team, I want you to if Google. They didn't watch us last Emerson, year. They don't know. I want you to Google Emerson Rodriguez, and I need you guys to Google him. And Google his highlights if you can. And please help uh, me cheer him back into a pink jersey. Last year, when we first started the show, I used to have a, a Emerson Rodriguez graphic pop up with Chris's yes. face and little heart eye emojis because he was yeah. so obsessed with Emerson. But uh, by the way, just to it. finish, just to finish on the Noah Allen point, you guys got to stop putting him in the same like plethora between him and Jordi Alba. Like, but I don't think two... I forget who it was that said it, but I don't think he did. He was just saying that he doesn't think he's good, and that's okay for him to say that. I don't think he's comparing him to, to Jordi Alba. I mean, he's not. Look, he's been playing. Uh, he's been playing a little worse this year, and obviously, you're going to see it more. I don't think this year. I, I, I thought he's played very well. I thought he played very well for most of the year. I thought the last yeah, but couple I think, of games has been rough. Well, the last couple of games has been rough because you start to see a team that's without Messi. So now everybody's like, "Oh, well, nobody can live and breathe without Messi." So. Obviously, he looks like a terrible left back. He's not a terrible left back. I don't. I, I just don't understand it. And, and, and this this is kind of true. Noah Allen is our best de uh, defending left back. Yes. Yes. Negri and Alba Thank do you. not defend. So yes, Tank. That is a good point. Yes. Okay, but I'll, I'll put the I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I think that Noah Allen is given the opportunity to defend more because he's not as good contributing offensively. Right? You're not going to tell them to push up as high as Jordi Alba and Negri do because Jordi Alba and Negri, they do very well contributing to the offense with their crosses. Noah Allen isn't there yet offensively, so they don't make them push up as high. And I think that that might be why, why that's going on. Now we're going to get murdered in the chat because why? we just literally said that Noah Allen is better defensively than oh yeah. <laughs> than Jordi well, Alba. Okay, well, well to, to be fair... I think tactically, when we play Noah Allen, they let him defend more, right? Yes. Jordi Alba isn't given the opportunity to defend. When Jordi Alba plays as a left wing back, he's basically playing left wing and then track back. Get back when whenever you can. you can. Right, yes. right. So Noah Allen is, is, is out there defending a little more. So, yeah, so I, I guess it's unfair to say that. I think tactically... We have a left back when Noah Allen plays. 
But that's, that's enough Noah Allen. I don't, I don't even know how, how we ended up spending so much time on Noah Allen. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody loves to talk crap about Noah Allen. This is kind of why we stick up. Like, free Noah Allen, guys. You guys don't get it. Well, well what, it's not as bad as when they talk crap about uh, Harvey Neville. Yeah, which, by the way, yeah. like, Harvey Neville, oh, he, hasn't been playing, he hasn't been playing bad in the USL. He's back. His loan is over. He's back with us. Or was oh, back. Nice. I guess the season's over. Nice. So I guess we're going to be shipping him off as well, no? More than likely, I would assume. I would yeah. have liked to give him another opportunity. So what were your thoughts on the game today? What were your thoughts just generally from, from beginning to end? Well, and... at the very end, I thought we were going to tie the game. Yeah. I thought that that free kick uh, from the, from the touchline, basically, from Messi, I thought that went in. The keeper barely got a hand on it. It bounced up, hit the top of the cro- bottom of the crossbar, and bounced out. Yeah, I thought that that was going to go in. That header by Campana, where the goalie barely got some fingertips on it, barely got the fingertips on it, and it just was enough to, to block it. Like if Charlotte, and I don't think they will, but if Charlotte, by some miracle, were to win the MLS Cup, tell me that that picture of that save wouldn't be like on a mural inside of their stadium for eternity. Oh, for sure. Like that would that be good because that save right there saved their season. Now I'm not sure the yes. results of the other games. I don't know if they officially are in or out, but if they're in and they were to make a run, that was a big time save. So I thought that we were going to win the game or at least tie the game. Um, but overall I thought that it was uninspired. I thought they were going through the motions a lot of time. I felt like there was a, a 20 minute stretch where they really wanted it for some reason. Like they're like, you know what? F it. Yeah. Let's start playing serious. That, that's when they started getting those opportunities. But for the most part, I think they were mentally checked out. I think they were okay with the season ending. They were just trying to yeah. stay fit. And Messi was just trying to comply with whatever contractual agreements he had to, to end the season on Apple TV so he could finish his last episode of the documentary or whatever. Because I can't see why else he played today. <laughs> yeah. I Let's think be that... real. Let's be real. Yeah. Why have Messi play there if you're not even going to have Drake Calendar? Like, if you want to win, you have Drake Calendar out there. Yeah. One straight calendar is not out there. You don't care about winning, which I know you don't care about winning in general. But like, why have yeah. Messi playing on turf for a meaningless, like, meaningless game? And they're like, oh, because he has to stay fit. They play in like a week and a half in China, two weeks. It's not like yeah. he's gonna be not, not be playing forever. Like, I don't know. I still don't understand why he played. I I don't get it either. I thought, like you said, that it was kind of since it's a meaningless game, they kind of went through the motions. There were a couple moments in the game where they did put a lot more effort where possibly they could have made, you know, a point or two. Um, But other than that, like you said, the moment that they started Dos Santos and they started playing with the starting lineup. And I mean, right after the first half, once the second half started, if you're not bringing anybody off the bench at that point, I know you're, you're, you're caking it in. You're not even worried about winning the game. Hey, uh, I know you're a, you're a big Phil Neville stand. So, Chris, were you aware that Phil Neville was on the halftime show today at the EPL or, or for the EPL? That's uh, so Mr. Crabbe uh, was saying. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I did not know that. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, his his brother Gary is big time over there for – I forgot what network it is, but he's big time over there. So I could see him getting his brother a chance to go talk over there. Yeah, probably. I think it's a good opportunity for him. Uh, Messi played to appease the fans is what uh, AZ Rebellion is saying. I think it's um, bigger than that. Yeah, maybe. 
I think if I it think was it just to like appease the fans, he might have came in like a sub. He would have yeah. came in as a sub, no? I like think he's he done so many times. Not 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 starting. Ah man, maybe maybe look, everybody's making up the point that it's sixty thousand people that were out there today. Yeah, maybe, but um, he obviously look and may, I, I'm kind of curious to see if the chat agrees. I think he was playing to not get injured. The way he was playing, at least in that first half, he was like, "I'm not gonna get injured. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buck it out here." So it looked to me like he was playing. This is the most nonchalant and that's saying a lot because he like he takes it easy and he kind of just walks around this is the most yeah. nonchalant i've seen messi play 90 minutes um but he still had some great moments some great passes some great plays and um and you still look at him and you're like man i can't believe this guy plays for our team i'm really excited for next season well and and bonnie is kicking in the chat i'm sick of all the conspiracy theories he wanted to play he didn't want to get injured that's it i mean yeah, is it that maybe. simple is it that I mean it could it's possible. be possible? I just don't understand why they played him all game if this game was number one meaningless. You already sold the tickets, you already have eyes on the game. Give him 50, 60 minutes and then bring in somebody else to come and play. I, I, I look when I found out he's gonna play, I really thought he would only run out there for a half hour, 40 minutes, maybe the 55th minute, like he's done so many times. I was I was really surprised that he was out there for a full 90. Uh, Mr. Fax is chiming in saying Gomez, Noah, Allen, Yedlin, they can't be professional football players. I mean, Mr. Fax, back in like the 90s and 2000s, we had like plumbers and like pool guys playing soccer. No. They're still okay. considered, what, back then? Oh, you mean I you mean, mean MLS? Like, yeah, in the MLS, yes. Oh, okay, MLS, yes, yeah. yes, 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 correct. I mean, they're yes, considered 100%. professional players. They're considered yes, professional yes, players. Yes, yes, yes. Right? I thought, now, I thought you were talking about in, general, in, the, in the world. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not in the world. I mean, you're now if you're playing for, like, EPL, like, you're not no pool guy. Like, you're making good enough exactly. money that That's you can why buy 100 pools. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Yedlin is past his prime, Russ, which we're going to go over Yedlin in our next show when we kind of have, like, a recap of everything. So. Yeah. So, all in all, today was uh, disappointing for the, the last game of the year. I wish it would have mattered. Uh, it was a cool. It looked like it was a cool atmosphere out there. Yeah. Now, one thing I, I was thinking about, um, there was some people that were um, saying that it's BS that Messi would play since he didn't play the U.S. Open Cup and whatnot. I think we yeah. could put to bed the fact that he didn't play just because 100% he couldn't play. Because yeah. if he was willing to play 90 minutes in a meaningless game, if he could have played even just 10 minutes in that U.S. Open Cup final, I think he would have. Like He obviously yeah. was not fit to play. And, uh, you know, that was unfortunately the story of our, of our roller coaster season. Like injuries plagued us all throughout the year. We, we had that first two weeks where we were 2-0 and and everybody's like MLS champions. Even though our team looked horrible, everybody was buying yeah. it anyway for some reason. And then we followed that up with like five games in a row that we lost. And then we won yeah. a couple. Then we lost another five or six. Firefield novel. We win a couple. Draw some. Like, and then League's Cup. Like it was just a roller coaster of emotions all year long. We make U.S. Open Cup final just to lose because Messi gets injured. Like this year was exhausting, but fun. And um, and I guess we'll talk about if it was a success or not next episode. And essentially, it's gonna be a two-parter, just like last year's, before Pozuelo. After Pozuelo, before Messi, after Messi, 
So another two-parter to split the series, I mean, to split the season, just like how we had last year with the Pozuelo effect. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, before Messi, after Messi for sure. And, um, you know, just because I, I don't want to go on for another hour here, I, I, I'm not going to get into it. But, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what everybody thinks about the whole Campana, if he's going to still be here. I know he has the contract, but with Luis Suarez, how does that look? Yeah. Does everybody think? I, I don't want Luis Suarez. I know that he's gonna I come. I know he'll, he'll probably, I know he'll probably play well. But if you really think about it, what do you think happened with Joseph? Like he was one of the best in 2018. If you were to tell me, what do you think happened with Joseph? Why isn't he the uh, 2018 Joseph anymore? Well, I mean, I think that maybe the injuries that he had just sort of plagued him, and I he's agree. Just not the same. He's just not the same quality player at this moment. I agree. Because of the, the knee injuries, and he's 30 years old now. So here comes Luis Suarez, who's considering retirement because he has two bad knees and he's 37 years old. And now we're yeah. like, he's our savior. Now, do I think he's going to be able to play very well? Yes. Do I want to invest in a player that is that old with two bad knees? And everybody's like, oh, but he's killing it in Brazil. He's killing it. I don't care. I don't care. Get a Griezmann. Griezmann's a lot younger and healthier. Gets hell, figure out a way to steal Cucho from Columbus. I'll take Cucho over Luis Suarez. Oh, like, yes. I, I, yeah, I've fun. Uh, anybody that knows me right now, for those of you that don't know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Cucho fan, and that's who I'm rooting for in the playoffs now. I want Columbus to win. Shout out to the Wise Men podcast. I, that's who I'm, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for Cucho to win the, the, the cup. But anyway, um, there's plenty of people. I, I, I would take so everybody's like, but who else would you? I would get anybody else. Anybody, don't give me Luis Suarez. Everybody's like, but he's gonna kill it here. I'm sure you can find strikers from all over the world that will kill it here. Like, why are we Listen, going for the 37 year old with bad knees? There's a janitor or two that'll link up with Messi on a good pass. I promise you. I'm pretty sure we'll be okay with Campana. Oh, no, look, I mean, okay, everybody Brazil, here is just dying for Suarez. Brazil League over MLS League, that, that's fine. And, and I'll take any strike. Tank, name me a top striker from Brazil. I'll take him. That's not Suarez. I'm sure there has to be more than one. 100% there has to be more than one. Give me that guy. Whoever that guy is, give me him. I don't want Suarez. I don't. But when we get him, because I know we're going to get him, I'm going to celebrate his goals because I know he will play well. But why are we getting these old-ass guys? Like This is what we were trying to get away from. And then it's talking about not just 37-year-old Suarez. Let's get in 39-year-old Modric while we're at it. It's like, holy crap. Hold, like, you guys realize we're playing like 50 or 60 games next season. Uh, Bani is saying that no top striker from Brazil wants to come here. Bani, you're telling me that there's not one decent striker in Brazil that's willing to... They want to stay in if Brazil? You, if you, if you want to go sit with him in his living room and say, you're going to play with Messi, possibly go undefeated, win multiple trophies, and live in Miami, Florida. You sure you want to reject me on that offer? You sure? You sure about that? There's absolutely no way. And look, and, and I see what, Ta what Tank is saying. Yes, I understand that Suarez is one of the greatest nines ever and assisting. I, I watched him with Neymar and Messi and Barca. I get it. I know. I know. But that was, what? Ten years ago, nine, eight years ago, they won one Champions League title with those three of them together. Like, I get it. I get it. 
he was good. He still is playing well, but there has to be younger, better options, or maybe just younger options that are still good. Like, why do we have to go for the 40-year-olds? And it's if it's because that's what Messi wants, all right, fuck it. But, man, I, I really hope that we don't go that route, which we are, maybe, by the way. We are, we're definitely going that route. And maybe I'm not familiar because of my unfamiliarity with Brazil league soccer because A, Marasovic is saying, yes, there's glory in Brazil. There's a lot of Brazilian players that play in the MLS, a lot of them that play in the Premier League from what I see on FIFA. You got a couple that are playing out in Saudi Arabia for a fat bag, okay? Is there really glory in Brazil? Like, I mean, it's is that is that is that what people are chasing? They want the glory? Like, I guess everybody just wants to. I mean, look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that. Uh, and and this is why they're ranking on you because you're a Nets fan. Um, I, I think that if well, like Danny, yeah. I, like Danny said, if we can be able to get like one of the top eight seven strikers in Brazil. Maybe better than getting Suarez. I don't know. I think you know so. what? Uh, why I don't know why I thought Luis Suarez was older. Luis Suarez is only thirty-five. Yeah, with with two bad knees, Baba. No, I I know, I know, but I thought he was a lot closer to forty. I thought he was a lot how closer you, to forty. How do you know he's coming now, in for the cheap Tony Axe? And the reason I even looked him up was because I was curious to see where he ranked. Among the goal scorers in the Brazilian league, he has nine goals. Doesn't tell me how many games he's played, but he is currently seventh or eighth in the league in goals scored. Um, uh, I'm trying, Tony. We'll see. I'm trying. We're we're we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, a lot deeper into this, and I'm sure it's gonna be fun, especially if the chat is live enough to to participate in our next episode to talk about people we think should and yes. shouldn't come, why we think they should and shouldn't come, and people who we think should be left off the team uh i have a feeling that it's going to be a consensus about diego gomez though that's just my yes my inkling for sure i mean that's basically right. it danny it was an awful game end of the season mm -hmm. it was better than what we anticipated right we weren't too greedy and at some point you know we're gonna have to go over the next uh the next season and and we'll wrap this puppy up today Suarez is with bad knees is still more lethal than any, okay. But if he has bad knees, is there a chance that he doesn't play a lot? Is there a chance that he gets injured? That's my problem. If so you could tell me, and, and, that... and obviously you can't, but if you could tell me he's gonna play every single game or he's gonna play 80% of the games, then the contract's right, worth it. Bet. But we don't know that. And if he has two bad knees, and again, he was talking before Messi got to Miami about how he was considering retirement because of his knees. It's like, damn, yes. if you're considering retirement because of your knees, it doesn't sound like somebody that I want to be counting on to, to be the difference maker on my team. So if you were to tell me if you were to tell me you're gonna pay a fat contract for a guy that's gonna play 30 to 40 percent of the games the entire season, do you think it's worth it? Don't even put the name there. Just put a top striker, blanknameorg 30% of the season. That's all he plays, and you pay him big money. And uh, somebody just corrected me, and I just double-checked, and they were right. The The website where I looked for the standings or, or the rankings and, and goal scores had him at 35 years old, but he's not. I just looked it up. 
He is 36, and in January, he turns 37. So he'll be 37 by the time we start playing games. So Anyone can get injured. Yes, th th this is correct. Anyone can get injured. Now, with that being said, would you sign somebody that's injury prone? Like, I understand that anybody can get injured, but you have to think, right? Like, I, I don't know how many people here were into the NBA, but... Like, if you could sign Tracy McGrady or Grant Hill back in, like, the early 2000s, yeah, it's, Grant Hill might have been a better player overall, but those knees you knew weren't holding up. You're taking T-Mac, and T-Mac can get you 30 also. So, you know, it, it kind of goes down. That, that's how I'm viewing it. But, again, I still think that he will be a player for Inter-Miami. I will be rooting for him, obviously, even though I don't like him. And, um, and I, I think that he'll do well as long as he can stay healthy. And and Tank is mentioning worth it to put more butts in seats and sell jerseys. Listen, we already got that with Messi. We don't need yeah, anybody else that. to help sell seats and sell mm -hmm. jerseys, Tank. I promise you that's not going to be a problem for the next two, three years. But who are we slandering? We're just saying that the guy's old. I like, mean, I we're guess not slandering we could... anybody. <laughs> and he's falsifying birth documents. Is he? Because apparently he's 36 years old and then 37 on another no, website. No, that, that was a, that was a bad a website. That was my fault. Oh, okay. It's that was my joke. fault. It's a joke. That, but apparently well, we're slandering. A... We slander everybody. No. We hate everybody. But yeah, Cancel I think that we're really like, we're very careful about criticizing people. At least I am. You're, you're pretty crazy. But I try to be careful when I criticize people. But Suarez, and, and maybe it's a bias because I really don't like him. So what he did in 2010, I forgot what African team it was against, but he, he uh, would score at least 20 goals a season, maybe. But I don't like him. The, what he did in 2010, when he 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 oh. bit was it Kelly was it Kellini's uh, shoulder, like I, yes. I just I just I don't I'm not a big fan of, of Suarez Ghana. Thank you, Francisco Garcia. What he did to Ghana, where he he basically crushed their souls by taking that that uh, that red on purpose, blocking that shot with his hand in the goal. They ended up taking the PK. They missed it. It was a disaster. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a fan, man. I'm not a fan of that guy. I really am not. Him biting people. I just, I, I'm not a fan of him. Yeah. It's no, I know. You know, you know what my favorite highlight of his was in Liverpool when Aguero scored those that late uh, minute goal for Man City back was in 2013, and they won the cup, uh, the league's cup, and then you watch Suarez really upset about it when they switched over to the Liverpool game. That was my favorite mm -hmm. Liverpool Suarez uh, moment. So you can see how far back my Luis Suarez dislike goes. Um, any final thoughts, Chris? I mean, like I said, the season was better than anticipated. We can't be too greedy. We got messy halfway, a little bit over half. And uh, it is what it is. We're building for next season. And be on the lookout for our next episode, guys, because we're going to go over kind of what we thought in terms of this season, both pre-Messi and post-Messi. So just make sure to, you know, put that on your calendar at some point and hang out with us. And uh, please watch Suarez play with Messi. You'll love it. No, I know. I, I, look, I told you. I'm going to celebrate Nobody's it. Nobody's doubting I'm sure I'm gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump up and down his 20 goals or whatever it is that somebody said he was going to score. 100%. And he might, he'll probably end up with like eight or nine assists. I'm going to celebrate it. But until he's a part of this team, I'm still hoping that he doesn't become a part of the team. I'm hoping that we find another option. Yeah, for sure. That's just, that's just me.
Well, those are my thoughts, Danny. And we're on to the next season. But before we go on, we'll break down the last season on our next episode then. Ugh. Uh, just on Suarez, who else am I judging? If anything, I criticized you guys for judging Noah Allen, for judging Harvey Neville, for judging, well, Diego Gomez I got on today. But I usually defend Diego yeah. Gomez. You guys kill Kramaki, I defend him. You guys kill Dos Santos, I defend him. I don't judge anybody. If anything, I'm out here defending people. I should, I should be an attorney. I'm constantly defending all these players. I finally go ahead and say I don't want a player that's not even on the team, and now I'm judging? Come on. Come on. I mean, there's I, times, I'm not judging. There's, just, there's give me times where we That's do, what I want. I want Griezmann. There are, teams where, there are times where we have to judge players because we have to give our opinion, right? I mean, that's, you know, it's like anybody that loves to talk sports. You're going to give your opinion. You're going to judge somebody's way of play and way of attitude playing the sport. So, you know. That that tends to happen. We just try not to be too crazy about it. So that's <laughs> messed up. Look, no, sw- sw- look, he, this guy's mocking me. He said he wants Mbappe. Griezmann said he wants to come to the MLS. Now, how soon that is, I don't know. But he said he wants to come to the MLS. So I don't think Griezmann is as crazy of a thought as you may think. But look, I, I, I'll admit it. I 100% think Luis Suarez is a member of this team next year. I'm like 100% certain that it's happening. So when it happens, yeah. it happens, and, and, and I'm good with it. Like, I'll cheer for him. That's not a problem. So hopefully he doesn't, uh, you know, get injured. All right. Uh, is that it? We're done gas bagging, Chris? That's it. We're done gas bagging. Season is over. We'll go over the whole season on the next episode. Look forward to that, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go over it. Uh, maybe do, a, like, some awards. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll have some fun. And, um I don't know if that's going to come later this week or, or next week, but we'll definitely let you guys know on Twitter. If you don't follow us already on Twitter, go ahead and follow us at Batter Herons. Um, all right, so I, I guess let, let's close it out. If you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate you sitting through the whole episode with us. Please leave us five stars, review, comment. And actually, if you guys are watching on YouTube and you want to just help us out and you never listen on audio anyway, just go ahead, open up that audio app. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars, a quick review. Tell us that we're gas bags, that we're judgy, that we hate Suarez yes. for no reason, whatever it is. But if you want to help us out, that would do us wonders if you just go ahead and subscribe and never listen to us anyway. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like and subscribe. And as always, if you are part of the chat, thank you for participating. We love interacting with you guys. You guys, as always, are the best part of this show. We appreciate everybody from Tank to Esteban Dito which I don't think was here today, but everybody that has joined us all season long. It's been a fun season. And um, here's here's to another year of uh, good stuff. And um, I don't know. Let's see. We'll we'll have fun in the next episode. We'll figure out what we'll do this offseason. So as always, until the next one, have a good one.